This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bogart, and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. Back again. They'll never shut me down. They'll never they stop want, the signal. They won't. And to talk all things Sydney Roosters, uh, we've got not one, but two diehard Roosters fans. Uh, joining us from uh, not-so-sunny Sydney is Dean Robb. Hello. Hello, boys. Good to be and back. And all, all the way from Orlando, Florida, it is WWE wrestler and Roosters fanatic, Grayson Waller. Welcome. Boys. What an absolute pleasure for you guys to have an actual like superstar on your show. It's taken it's taken a year, Mr. Bunga. You've been trying to get me for a year. I was a very busy schedule. 20 minutes ago, I was yelling at Shawn Michaels, and now I'm here to talk to a bunch of flops about football. What what a life I lead, huh? Yeah. He's really you're really stacking the flops on top of each other there, aren't you? Flops on flops on flops. It's just flops on flops on flops. The Americans just don't get what a flop is, but like I, I know you boys understand when I say what I mean. That is a good point. Like we, you told me this before I came over there last year, and I wasn't prepared. They just don't get like banter at all. Oh, anytime you you make any type of joke, they they take you very seriously. And like, what do you mean by that? And, like, oh, and then you have to explain it. Then the joke's not funny. So luckily, we have a lot of the UK lads here. So there's That's some good. there's some really yeah, yeah. fun banter around. Yeah. Are the all streets right. of Orlando alive with rugby league fever yet? Like people I counting down not. for the season hey. to start. The- Orlando loves rugby league. With the XFL here, the first game this weekend, the Orlando Guardians. But everyone's like, no, we want to see more of the NRL preseason. That's what they're loving. <laughs> preseason you- challenge fever has swept Florida, and Orlando's no exception. How, man, how, man, manly, fans, manly fans have run out onto the streets of Tampa Bay. Just can't get a, can't get a fucking enough of it. No, they love it. Um so I Matt and Dean as well. Um, so the Roosters, I mean, oh, both Campo and I picked, well, that's why we're here. Both <laughs> Campo and I picked them to win the comp last year through a combination of a bunch of things. It didn't really pan out that way. They they limped out, limped their way to a disappointing week one finals exit. Dean, what did go wrong last year? I was just waiting for it. I know you, I can see the smoke on your face. You're just waiting for that moment. Um, but um. Last year, I think what went wrong for us, well, a couple of things. First of all, we had a lot of injuries again. Second of all, Robo waited way too long to switch um, Kiri and Walker around, and it was too late. I think if he did earlier, he probably would be in the top four and being in a bit of a better position. But we just kind of limped in that last that last week and, and that game itself that I know you're desperate to talk about. We just We just died. We just completely exploded in every way possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm not desperate to talk about it. We talked about it when it happened. I mean, but it was really a case of once James Tedesco went down with that head knock. I mean, I think we all thought the game was pretty yeah. much over at that point. Uh, how different does your season look if Joey Manu doesn't get hurt and that head knock doesn't happen? Do you think you end up winning the competition like so many people thought you would? Or do you just still think nah. there was a couple of pieces that weren't there? No, I don't think so. I think um, probably the biggest thing that let us down all year was our attack in the up 20. We struggled to create tries we struggled to score tries um if it wasn't inside that 20 we were okay but once we got in there we just didn't know what to do so it was very repetitive very predictable so i don't think we would have gone there we couldn't have been penrith we that that game we we played against them in the rain was 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 a good showing but don't think it was going to be sustainable yeah campo um i mean you you were were you at that game i can't remember but what was what was your interpretation of how that season ended 
I wasn't at that game because I was at the Group Six Grand Final <laughs> watching the Camden Rams take on our eternal enemies, the East Campbelltown Eagles. Camden did against oh, the good. odds. Congratulations, East Campbelltown, best team all year. Any Camden. former legends playing? Uh, yeah, Danny Fulalalo, former Bulldogs prop, like legend and hero. I would say he was having a run around for Camden. Player of the match was a kid named Jackson Willis, who's a halfback with one eye. He just kicked him to death. It was amazing. It's one of the great days of my life. Hmm. And then there was some other footy that happened that day, which I don't recall the specifics of now. But yeah, it's like Dean said, they just sort of ran out of gas last year. Like to for a to a premier for a premiership to happen, doesn't matter how good you are, some things have got to go your way, right? You got to be fit at the right time, or you guys got to be firing at the right time, and that's just not what happened. I agree with Dean that they took so, too long to make the Kiri Walker switch last year, but. I do think that the experiences of last year have changed things for him. And I do think unless you're, you know, one of the two dozen Roosters fans that actually exist out there, I think we're all in a lot of fucking trouble because like they're they're, they're coming, they're coming. And like, it's what, three years without a premiership. That's like an eternity to these pricks. It is. You know, they're, they're, they're fired up. They're ready to go. Like what's the, what's the old saying? Like, how does it go? How does it go? Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> like, and it's it. It, it's about to happen. I think we're all in very, very serious trouble I, with this I, Roosters team looking the way it's looking. I agree, Grayson. You 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 love characters. Brandon Smith's about as much of a character as you can get. Is he the missing piece that's going to push them back into the title picture? Before I talk about uh, Brandon Smith, I just want to make sure because you boys, I know, late at night, you you. You run a bath, you put on some candles, and you, you look up football stats and you, you think of all these cool things you're going to say on your podcast and on Twitter and wherever else and in your papers. I don't do that. I'm a very simpleton when it comes to football. So I don't want people to come at me and be like, oh, he doesn't even know that, you know? I'm a simpleton. But Brandon Smith is a lot of fun. He reminds me of when we had James Maloney for a little bit, where it's just like the team just feels more fun. And I can imagine even just going to training and things like that, everyone's going to be more jovial and actually having like a proper hooker there for the whole season is, is going to help a bunch. Cause you know, we had, we had friendy for a while, but like he was all on his last legs for a bit and then kind of just like through injuries and everything had to disappear. But I, I'm buzzing to have Brandon Smith there. And I, I think the Roosters are actually going to be somewhat likable, which is rare, yeah. which is massive rare. call. Massive call. Oh. Which is rare. I said somewhat. somewhat. I said somewhat. So Grace, I get, where you're going with that one right everyone loves brandon smith but i think what's going to happen instead is he's going to be up in sydney he's going to be on tv all the time and i think people are going to start turning on him i think it's going yeah. the, the complete other way and i think there's a chance that halfway through the season we start getting dark brandon smith no more <gasps> jokes no more smiles no more funny good times just a mean as shit kiwi that wants to rip people's faces off like the people will reject him so he will reject the people. Like I'm talking like all time levels of, of of villainy here, man. I'm I'm expecting Dark Brandon Smith to just totally flip the script for the for the tricolors on this one. I don't think and we've I, got any time. Do it, do it, do it. Turn him <laughs> heel. I would love to see that. You know, as, as someone who says really inappropriate things to people constantly on television and people booing them, I think he would thrive off it. I think he's mm, the kind yeah. of guy he's going to thrive. Absolutely, people boo. He might thrive just that little bit more. It's, I think it's nice to see. It's nice to see the people who say dumb shit community respect, uh, like represented <laughs> by someone like Brandon Smith, like because he really is one of us. Like Grayson's got the platform, but I I am also constantly saying dumb things all the time. So it's nice to see somebody who 
who represents me on the biggest stage. Well, I, I think as a, I, I think so. as a Roosters fan and Grayson probably has experienced it too. We've dealt with Bondi Semites our entire life, so I think we understand how to brush those off. So we're we're fine. We yeah, don't mind. Uh, do, do you have the best squad right now, Dean? Um, in the comp on paper, I would yeah. say so. Um, I think with Penrith's couple of key key outs now, I think we've probably taken over on paper. But paper doesn't mean a whole lot when the when it actually gets on the field. So purely on paper, I would say yes. But um, there are other teams that are have a, a lot more experience as combinations. I I think what's important there though is, and we touched on this in the South preview yesterday as well, is that. You don't necessarily, they did acquire a fantastic player in Brandon Smith and the losses apart from Sam Verrills are, are quite minimal. It's not always a matter of having to get better. It's it's a, it's a case of other teams taking a step backwards. And I think that every other title rival that you have, aside from Souths, all lost important players this year. And I think that can be as important as picking up players. So not only have you signed Brandon Smith, the Panthers have lost two key players. Parramatta have lost two key players. The Storm have lost a, a few very experienced forwards. So Campo, with that in mind, like are those losses to those other teams just as, I guess, impactful on the Roosters title charge as that as getting Brandon Smith is for them? Maybe, maybe. I, I, I do think the Roosters probably have a higher ceiling than any team in the competition this year. And yep. I understand what you're saying, Dean, about not having any experience, but at some point, talent overwhelms combinations and stuff like that. Like, look at this back line they're going to have. They're going to have Tedesco. They're going to have Tupo. They're going to have Suwili. They're going to have Manu. They're going to have Kiri. And they're going to have Walker. Like, that's absolutely fucking nuts. Like, Dean, Dean you could be sitting on the on the other wing for them, and they'll probably still still go okay. We've so, got Dong like, Young, mate. Yeah, ne- next year. Next year, bro. Next <laughs> year. about Paul Momorowski? Grace, what about him? Paul Momorowski. What about him? What's he ever done for you, mate? <laughs> No, I, I just when you go through the list and then you get to Paul Momorowski and you're like, hold on a second, I've, I've, am I on the right list? That's one of those if, things when you if look Jackson at this. Paulo ends up being like a standout player for them this year. I'm going to be very annoyed. If Corey Allen at, does it though, I'm going to be very happy. You look at the team from top to bottom and it has the look of one of those sides where you look back in 10 years and you go, why did I ever tip anybody else to beat mm. this team? Like, Think about those late 90s Broncos teams or those salary cap cheat and storm teams. And you look at the side and every single player in it has played test footy or origin footy or come pretty close. That's the sort of 17 the Roosters are looking at here. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like even if you go through the forward pack, there's Angus Crichton, maybe the best back rower in the world. Brandon Smith, we've already talked a lot about him and how good he is. Jared Warrior Hargraves, like who's old as shit, but still really, really effective. Lindsay Collins, who's played for Australia now. Victor Radley, who's, you know, an English superhero. There's just, there is so much talent and there might not be experience with them together, but they are all really experienced at the highest level. So I swear to God, I'm not just trying to impress our two illustrious Roosters guests, but everywhere I look at this team, all I see is upside and the potential for like a really, really dominant season. The sort of, the sort of thing that we don't see. Oh, we've seen it a little bit recently with the Panthers, but beyond that, the the sort that you don't really see too often. The other reason I don't, see them being that level of dominance in the regular season is just purely the fact that they've had these seasons before where for whatever reason things start slow they are notorious slow starters under Trent Robertson um I I do agree with a lot of what you just said they are probably the most talented team they probably do have the highest ceiling um they will drop some games at the start things will take some time Dean I'm sure you're prepared for that there will be some growing pains at Brandon Smith it's obviously stylistically very different to what they had last year but do you agree do you think that this is your premiership to lose 
I think um, I actually think that there's a, a good chance that we won't start slow this year. Um, I think Robbo, I think really took that to heart. I think he really took it personally that he made that mistake last year because he could have avoided it. So I actually think we will start really well. Um, but yeah, I definitely think, I think the key is just injuries, right? Like we've, we're not going to have Connor Watson back till halfway through the year. Uh, we've got a couple of other people back. Manu's probably not going to play it around two. So it's just about that, right? It really comes down to how, how long we can stay on the park. But if that is the case, then I think it is ours to lose. Grayson, do you agree? When I, I thought the exact same thing last year. You just have this team, like there's players in our back line who would be the marquee player on other teams. You know, That's we've true. got Manu in the centers. We've got Suwali on the, on the wing. Like they could be playing fullback for other teams and be absolutely killing it. So we have the players, but my fear is just, I feel every year someone gets a head injury, which is the huge yeah. thing kind of with, with, with the NRL now is they're being so strict on head injuries, which is great. But then you see, like, we lost Boyd Cordner not too long ago for good from a head injury. And so you have this team, but you just never know what's going to happen, um, especially around head injuries. Kiri's, you know, Kiri's another one. Like, that guy has had so many head knocks. Mate, he's yeah. probably got one more one more in him kind of thing. Like, he's having, mm. he's like that, what's the movie where the guy has the countdown on the... On the, on the <laughs> varsity Blues. Varsity <laughs> Blues. The Varsity Blues about him. I was thinking more, he's in not another team movie too, where he's wearing the piece of paper. Oh, my God. Mm. I tell so you. He's like that, unfortunately. So remember, remember Billy Bob from Varsity Blues, the of guy course. who kept getting the head knocks. Yes. Can you honestly not tell me that Lindsay Collins is his more athletic younger brother? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that that's that's going on. And like, do you really think that the Roosters got Brandon Smith without putting without putting some hot girl on him wearing a whipped cream bikini, just like Varsity mm-hmm. Blues? Varsity Blues shows the blueprint to all sporting success. That's I true. Don't know if you, I actually, I, I know a few people kind of like you know. Um, they actually did use the girl with the whipped cream and she was wearing a sombrero as well at the same time. <laughs> the Roosters, they know what they're doing, mate. They can sign me right now, lad. I, I hate that your fan base just leans into that joke. It's so annoying. Although I guess it's the only thing you can do. Yeah, I, I, I think you guys, are, you guys are both right with what you say about the injuries and the slow start and all that. And that is really the only thing that gives me pause about the Roosters. There are already a few guys who are pretty banged up. Um, and a couple of guys who might miss round one and all of that. And I know that they've been ripping in especially hard over the preseason and a couple of guys have taken some knocks from that. But as we saw when they went back to back in 28 and 29, and this is a team that does know how to time its run really well. So I yep. think we'll see the sort of thing where after, I think they'll just sort of be going along, going along. And then after Origin, they'll just hit top gear and things will just go crazy. And I think they need to make the most of this season. Because Grayson, as you said, there are guys on this team who would be stars anywhere else. And at the Roosters, they're just other guys in the system. And that won't last forever. You know, the talk all season, all season is going to be about Manu and Suali'i. And, you know, do they want to play fullback in 5'8"? And do they want to leave? Do they want to go elsewhere? Like, it doesn't matter if the guys have re-signed. It doesn't matter what they do. That talk is never, ever going to stop. And every time they have a good game, it's going to send the horses running. So, yeah. As good as yep. the Roosters are, keeping everyone, keeping everyone together, it's not going to last forever. Like they've they've got mate, they've got one, maybe two years with this team all together. So make the most of it. Like this is it. Like they they like to say they put on all their socials all the time that they play for premierships. Well, prove it. Show it to me. Show it to me. You've got everything you need. Nobody could ever ask for more. Like let's see it, man. Let's see it. Show me what you got. Yeah, to me, they're a team that has very little weaknesses. They're just at the 
mercy of the injury and head knock gods. And that's the, really the main thing that's going to stop them. It, it is terrifying to think that we're six months away from watching these pricks win another grand final, but it, it seems pretty likely at this point. So I wouldn't say likely, but it seems like the most likely outcome. Uh, um, but uh, Dean, Grayson, you were both there together in, was it, which one did you go to together? 2018 or 2019? 2018. Grayson yeah. was above me in 2019. He was at the top, top deck. The, well, All right, guys, you forget in front of everyone. I, at least I got a ticket. Wow. There. Come on, man. you forget Up the, the 2019 grand final didn't happen. They ended oh. the season after the prelims. Oh, they've, ne- they've never done it before or since. Co-champion oh, Canberra Raiders. Sorry. Of course, it was a brave. It was a brave decision, and one I, one I applaud. Mm. Uh, Dean was doing the six that. again motion on the on the Zoom chat. If people obviously people couldn't see that, but uh, he, he, you really do relish teasing Campton about that game, don't you? Uh look, mate, I'm just a big Ben Cummins fan. That's all. <laughs> You're the only one, um, Grace. It's we. I mean, Dean, Dean grew up in the area. We know why he's a Roosters fan. You and I, not I didn't grow up in South Territory. You didn't grow up in Roosters Territory. How did you become a Roosters fan? Well, I don't like to tell my deep dark secrets, but I might have to just for you lads. But I actually grew up early on as a Bulldogs fan. Mm. Yeah, I was a Bankstown boy, and my my yep. grandfather was actually. Uh, uh, Top grade, first grade uh, referee, uh, Jack Farrelly uh, was his name. Um, so I was brought up like that. And when he passed, my uncle, who actually grew up in Bondi, diehard Roosters fan for life, um, actually the, the father of Kira Dib, noted WNRL superstar. That's true. Um, he actually converted me over and uh, tricked me into going for the Roosters. And I'm very, very thankful because otherwise I'd be down at Belmore, you know, hitting the drums with the other lads and watching the Bulldogs lose every year. So I'm very glad mm. that he brought me over to the, to the dark side, which is the fun side. I'm it's just true. trying to, I'm just trying to put the timeline together. When did this switch happen? Approximately. So this is where it's perfect. So my grandfather passed away at the end of 95, just after they won the grand final. So I got a grand final with the dogs next, you know, probably two or three years later, I was kind of started to become a Roosters fan, but it was around the 2000 yeah. grand final. My uncle took me the one against the Broncos. So it was, it was, one. it was just before that Roosters Bulldogs rivalry kicked off in the early yeah. 2000s. God, so there was, when, they, was. when they had those riots at the Bulldogs games, letting off flares and fireworks and all that, was that in protest of you leaving them behind? Be. Did they see you, did they see you in a tricolor scarf and like, we can't have this. Like, we're too riled up. we got to show no, Grayson. Bro, bro, what are you doing, bro? Bro, come on, man. Go for the dogs, bro. And I'm like, I'm so, I know I'm from Bankstown, but, like, i got I got Bondi in my heart, yeah. I guess. The, the the trick to skating those allegations was to just support a team that was much worse than the Bulldogs for your entire childhood, which is what I did. So that way no one questioned why you didn't did go to the local team. Your childhood? Uh, some of the years. For some of the years. Oh, cool. um, cool. You mentioned Kira Div there, Matt. Um is she the best athlete in your family or would, or would you say someone else is? Look, look, she is extremely athletic. I actually, I got to go home uh, over the Christmas period and actually spent uh, Christmas with her, which was really, really nice catching up properly. Um, and then Boxing Day, I, I made sure early morning, I took her out. We went for a run. I won. I had a lot on the line in that run. <laughs> we're, going up, we're going upstairs. Like it was, it was rough. Did she know you were actually, racing? She she knew she knew me okay. when I took off straight away. So I was like, I she's gonna she's gonna have that over my head forever. So I was like, yeah. I really committed to the run. Um, I was gassed, but I've never told her that. So I got I got far enough ahead where I finished, got the deep breaths in, and then when she came back, I was like, oh bloody hell, that was easy. Oh, you made yeah. it, did you? Nice of you to show up. Did you take <laughs> it? 
Did you take it easy on Christmas Day so you'd be at peak performance the day after? We did actually. No, oh, dude, read this. This is is the best Christmas Eve I've ever had. They had, like, the top 40 NRL finals games, like, on Fox Sports. And me, Kira, and her father, we just sat there and watched it for, like, six hours on Christmas Eve, having a few That does sound incredible. What was number one? Best Christmas. Hmm? What was number one? Was it 2015 Grand Final? No, it was just toys, wasn't it? Oh, that would be my two. personal number one, but uh, what, was, what was number two? Grand final gets you that extra little yeah, point coverage. Does. So, an game was three. What was two? Put me in the bloody spot, mate. I don't really come on, but. come no, on, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. But also, uh, for fans of the show, we actually uh, d- did a big podcast on that Roosters Tigers finals with Grayson a couple of years ago. If you want to go and check that out, that is buried in the back catalogs somewhere. But uh, that was before you moved overseas, mate. How difficult is it to keep up with like the games? Obviously, it's almost impossible to watch them live. I remember I was in Orlando in 2015 when the grand finals on, I think it kicked off like 5 a.m., so it must be. Pretty rough sledding trying to keep up with the team and everything that's going on. It tests like how much of a fan you are. So like round one, when I first got over here, I was like up watching the game. Round two, I'm up watching the game. Then it starts getting like round 10, 11, you're like, you're half awake. And then round 13, you go, oh, I'll just watch the highlights. And it's slowly like... <laughs> the hard thing here is, is that like, there's so much sport on. So like the mm. NFL is on at a prime time. NBA is on every night. So like, it's not like I'm not getting my sporting fix as much as I love league. Like there's so much sport on. Um, so I like, I try my best to watch as much. I watch all the highlights and things. I'll try and keep up with like Fox sports will release like the, some of the clips and stuff. So I can kind of keep track of the news, but it's not easy. And half the time I'll watch a game. I don't even know some of the players now. And it makes me very sad. It makes me mm. very sad. Cause I used to know everyone. So I, I typically just keep up with the Roosters stuff and try my best. Like the boys at home will send me the funny stuff that's happening in all the other games and that type of thing. Yeah, um, that is that. That's good. That's all you can do, really. And on, on that note, I mean, we talk about Brandon Smith. He's an absolute character. Are there any other NRL stars you think that would make great WWE uh, superstars? Ooh. Ooh. I think I think there can be a few because obviously, I think we we're talking prior to the podcast about it's all about personality. You've yeah. definitely got all these these guys who are super super athletes because that's what we have here in the WWE. You have these people who are super athletes and they change them into wrestlers. Like we've got Daniel Vito um, at the Performance Center. Former Canberra boy, um, one of your favourites. Um, but I think, I think some of those Penrith boys would be pretty good. Just the personality-wise, like they are a lot of fun. Um, half the people like love them in their antics. Half the people hate them, which is perfect for a wrestler. Um, also thought maybe like John Hopperwadi because he's got a really good finisher. Um, <laughs> that I think could work uh, inside a WWE ring. So not sure what he's doing at the moment, but like maybe maybe he could make a little comeback. Uh, over here in NXT, <laughs> there's a couple of guys who they sh- they like they should get him on the plane right now. Like a sofa Solomona, I think would be would be perfect. You could drop him in with the Roman Reigns crew tomorrow, yeah, and he could well, do it. Like big and athletic, and people don't like him. Easy, like the trail. The trail would be really good as well. I, I reckon. Too. Yeah, he'd be a great heel. Fantastic. I, I could I could see Ricky Stewart being like a Jimmy Hart, mouth of the South type manager. Calling people weak gutted dogs. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Tuvey would be better at that. <laughs> in, in <laughs> and then the other one I'd love to see try it would be he wouldn't be a heel, he'd be a he'd be a beloved fan favorite, but Connie Harrell. Get Connie Harrell over there right now. Blow, he's blowing the kiss after the every club, pin. He's won the World Club Challenge. Get him in the new day or something. Like he's he's made for this. <laughs> Here's the thing, I like we're joking about it now, but I don't think it's that far away from former NRL guys coming over here. 
because the big push with NXT, which I work for for WWE, which is the developmental brand, which kind of gets people ready for Raw and SmackDown, they are hiring former college or football stars. So we're getting people from college football, basketball, we get former MMA fighters. We've got Valerie Lareda, who's just kind of started with us. And I know their eyes are on Australia next. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of those guys who aren't the top of the top, mm. but are super athletic. Maybe they're injured. They can't continue their football career, but there's opportunities elsewhere. I think we could see it. I remember when I got signed, forgive me for getting his name. Who was the, the garbage man who did Ninja Warrior? Aloni Vunakethi. So he was there and they were talking to him and they were talking to him about coming over. So I think there's going to be names that you don't think about who might actually have opportunities to come over and work here because they're super athletes and, and maybe top star NRL is not going to happen for them, but there's opportunities here. So I would keep, keep my eyes out because uh, I know they're interested in Australia right now. If you see Grayson on the sidelines of a game this year, just shaking hands and slapping backs and giving a few boys a couple of brown paper bags filled with, uh, filled with Benjamins, you'll know, you'll know the deal is on. Mate, you'll know I the think exodus you know is coming. So I don't know, nothing is confirmed, but I know there's a possibility of like a big arena Australian show again this year, um, which I would love to be on. And if so, man, if I can get some of the Roosters boys walking me out, that would be a beautiful thing, especially maybe it's late October. We've just won a premiership. Oh, and the, God, the I just boys fuck walking it. Out with the, oh, that feels good right down the bungalow. Do you like yeah, some of that? Sounds, do you, like, it's so funny. Do you remember we went to like a house show like 10 years ago and MVP tried to get heel heat by coming out in a New Zealand Warriors jersey, but he didn't realize that no one hates the New Zealand Warriors. So everyone was kind of like, why are you wearing this? Like, you could have worn a Roosters jersey. If you'd worn a Roosters jersey or a South jersey or a Bulldogs jersey, it probably would have been a lot more effective. That's the Warriors. I love Sean Johnson. This is great. Exactly. <laughs> Matt, you would, you would remember one of my favorite wrestling moments before I got here was wearing a Roosters jersey in South Leagues Club when yes. I did a show there. You're great. Yeah. Um, and... No word of a lie, the one bloke in the front row yelling the loudest had no teeth. I hate like, that that happens. I this know that's true. a joke. I know, I know. I... that South fans having no teeth. But this, and I, I couldn't even make fun of him because I said, this, the joke is too obvious. This <laughs> we weren't sending our best and brightest that day. I'd be going the other way too. I'd be looking, if I was a rooster, I'd be looking at an Omos or a Big E and I'd be getting to come to league. Could you imagine anyone trying to tackle anyone? Those kind of guys. You raise, you raise an interesting point, Dean. Which wrestlers do we get to come over and have a bit of a run around? And it's cheating. Just pick anyone that's played like college football because they'd obviously all be good. Oh, Omos. You choose, you choose Bron Breaker one. Have yeah, Bron Breaker would be run? running through some guys. Oh, what, what was Bron Omos's background? Was he uh, was he an athlete of some kind in some other sport before he was a wrestler? Oh, mate, if he didn't play basketball, he's an idiot. Yeah. That's true. That dude is. He, he goes to my he goes to my gym currently. If people who don't know, he's like seven foot six. Oh, there you and go. Former walks, college basketball player. Yeah. He walks through the gym and people just stare. I've never met a man so big in my life. So if people I, don't know who we're talking about, he's this guy is seven foot three and weighs 180 kilos. He is a large man. Sorry, my, my wrestling knowledge is not as extensive as these three guys. Like I was much more of a wrestling fan in the attitude era in the early 2000s. And Rob Van Dam is 52, but I think you could still put him out on the wing, put some kicks up for him, <laughs> just flying above the pack. I reckon he's, I reckon he can still do it. He's my, RVD is my pick. I just want to see him score one try. Just one try, he can do the point. That the oh, thumb. that'd be good. Imagine? be amazing. Oh, who else? Jeff Hardy. He could, he could fly. Oh, they can do it. The, the, Hardy, the Hardys can do anything. That's true. They can do anything. They can play any sport and just through sheer dumbass buffoonery, they'll make their way through it. 
Kobe Kingston would be fun as well. That dude's super athletic. Um, there's so many options, obviously. I mean, they're all very, very good at sports. That makes sense. Thing is, so, so I'm at the performance center with a bunch of athletes, and we, we had a show recently, like a like a house show, where we were. I brought my my NRL ball, have a little throw around, mate. For a bunch of athletes, they had zero idea what was going on. As soon as it wasn't a pass forward, it like it blew their minds, and they're like, "How how do you do this?" And then they start throwing on the ground and stuff. And I was like, "How are you a professional athlete and you?" you can't throw like a nice long ball to the wing. Yeah, that's a I good do point. I think that's funny. Do you guys remember when Marshall Lynch came out here a few years ago? Yeah, he went like to the Scouts training. Session yeah, yeah, yeah. And, all that, and he was running around with the league ball and just seeing the way he held it, I was like, that just, it's just wrong. It's just in, like, it's just incorrect. You can tell when someone doesn't know how to hold a footy because it just looks so unnatural. I do very much like the idea of a bunch of NXT superstars trying to rip like really tight spirals across the gym and just, totally failing it's good to know that even if they're better than me at everything else i'm better than them at that one thing oh mate the, my favorite thing to do is i'll get them like oh we'll kick it a bit and i just just absolutely punt some grubbers to them just you know the ones where you bounce it straight off the ground and you have no idea where it's going it's about to hit them in the face and stuff it's it's a lot of fun it is it, it's one of my pastimes actually at the moment i can imagine them like running together and clunking their heads like they're the three stooges <laughs> or something <laughs> Mate, you laugh, but it is almost exactly like that. Yeah, it's it's like when you watch any like Survivor and there's a challenge and like you might have a, there's a super athletic guy, but there's just one thing they can't do, and it's very humbling when you get to see that. It's yeah, great. I never experienced that when I was on the show. I was <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> uh, you, you struggled to find that idol that was right above your head. Ah, dude, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> it's been like five years. Yeah, dude, just give it give it a few more, man. It still burns. <laughs> Would you ever go back? On Survivor, if you had the chance. Well, funny enough, I actually got asked to be on the Heroes vs. Villains season. Um, really? Which would you be a hero or a villain? I was obviously talking about, about the heroes, the heroes tribe, going up against King George. You know, like lead the pack. Um, but I know that I think they wanted me to be a be a villain out there. But uh, unfortunately, my commitments right now uh, are to NXT and uh, making fun of Shawn Michaels. So you know, I, I couldn't go out there and vote out. King but George. surely, surely, now that you're living in the US, you could potentially get a call up in the US version. Yeah, it, it's possible, but I think I feel that's like the weak version. You know, mm. the, the Australian one, everyone's just out there throwing each other around True. like all these crazy competitions. I actually prefer the Australian survivor over the American. Well, bring it back to league for a second. Did you ha- you had a chat? Did you have a challenge against Matt Rogers where you where you tackled him? I did. We had a, a, a it was like a it was actually an AFL challenge for the flops from AFL. What's her name? Abby something like yeah. Where you had, they kick the ball out, you run out in the water, you kind of wrestle each other and you have to get the ball back to someone sitting on a, standing on a platform and they see if they can kick a goal. Um, Matt Rogers was there and I was like, I'm hunting him. And I was all over Matt Rogers. Poor Matt Rogers in his you know mid-40s or whatever he is at that stage and I was just German suplexing him as much as I could. Um, and then uh, no one could kick any goals, which luckily for me, I thought this might have got picked up on the mics, but after Abby missed about seven in a row, I said, oh, wow, this is just like watching the, the WAFL. Um, didn't go down too well, but that's okay. We moved on. Oh, I would have loved to see you on that villain's tribe with George just running amok. That would have been great. Um, Maybe I could get a tattoo like he did, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you hung out with him a little bit in, in, in Orlando last month, didn't you? He's definitely a Bankstown boy, old George. He absolutely is. You, you take that the boy is. out of Bankstown. But you can't take the bank down out of the boy. You really, really can't. Why would you want to? Why would you want to? <laughs> um, I have the Roosters finishing third on the ladder and making the grand final, Canvo. 
Yeah, I got him first on the ladder and I got him I got him winning it all. I just mm. when I when I look at the roster, there is just so much strength all over the park. Like people might look at the forwards and say there's not a whole lot there once you get past um Hargraves and Collins, but you know, Nat Butch had a really good year last year. I really like Tuku Hail Taufua. He hadn't played a lot of first grade the last few years, but I do think he's got something. I think we're going to get a big bounce back year from Radley. I think he uh, really grew up a lot when he was playing for England in that World Cup. And I think a lot of the, the discipline problems he's, he's had are going to be a thing of the past. And the Roosters always find a couple of other guys to come off the bench and do a job for him. So I think I said a similar thing last year, but I'm expecting the Roosters to win the comp and to win it in pretty – Mm. dominant fashion which will please maybe like 0.02% of yep. league fans and but just, but 50% of this podcast right now uh, yeah so. and then just like utter, like send everyone else into like utter despondency which would be great mm. it'll be good it is it is funny cuz people like people have started to hate penrith but they forget that penrith have been good for like 3 years the roosters winning a game will serve those people a timely reminder that penrith actually saved us rather than were the villains themselves. Well, Dean, there's, in a addition- there's a difference between old money hatred and new money hatred. Exactly. And these you know people, I, mean? they, I think some people need a wake-up call. They need a storm or a Roosters premiership to remind them of what true hatred is. Yeah. Dean, in addition to picking the Roosters to finish first and win the comp, is there any other sort of player we might not know about to keep an eye out for this year? Because, I mean, the squad looks pretty set. Um, yeah. Is there anyone? Uh, well, we've been, we trialled um, Siwa Wong uh, the last two weeks. He is a massive behemoth of a man playing as a second row. Um, so I think he might, it looks like they're kind of going over him over Fletcher Baker and Fletcher Baker was kind of in and out the first grade side. So you could see him feature a little bit and he's just a big, big body, um, in the second row. Um, and I think the breakout for me this year is going to be Egan Butcher. I think with Satili, um, not coming back for the first month or so there, I think he will be starting. Um, well, give and take what happens with Crichton and how they then mix that up with Butcher, with with his brother, Nat. Um, but yeah, I think Egan will be the breakout. He's got that offload on him that that and that Radley-esque in his prime pass that I think um, will be explosive and an, add another element to our game. Yeah, Matt, also first Premier's going to win every game, et cetera. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I always get burned... You know, I, I get really confident in them. So even like saying this like worries me, but I think they're going to win this year. And when they do, despite my busy schedule, I'll probably be, you know, WWE champion. That's true. You know, whatever yeah. it is by then. I will come back on the podcast. I'll come back and I will gloat for however anytime. long you allow me. That's fine. You can you can have an opening tirade. You well, it's I'm I'm always encouraging gloating from anyone whose whose team That's is doing well. I've just been hesitant because a lot. Every time I think they've got the, I've had, I think they've had the best team for a little bit, but it's just like every year there's this injury, this injury, this injury. So I'm scared, hmm. but I'm going to go out and say they're, they're going to win the comp this year. Yep. Brave, a brave opinion. Yep. Thank so you. we've got everyone. Everyone thinks they're in the grand final. I think it's going to be South Roosters, and that's going to suck. It's going to be Ooh. the worst. I'm going to oh, no, hate that. that. It's going to be a friendship ender. I love yeah, that I people. Like we all agree. Like every time this possibility comes up, we're all just like, no. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. Nope. Uh, nope. Um, all right. Uh, Grayson, anything to promote before we get out of here? Well, uh, for, for those who don't watch WWE NXT, I'm running the show. I'm an Australian running the show here, which is a great thing to see. So I'd like to get people supporting what we're doing. We have Stand and Deliver coming up in the Crypto.com arena 
I hate saying that because to me it's the staple center. Um, but currently, I'm I'm saying some really mean things to Sean Michael. So Campo, this is your this is your generation. I'm saying some very mean things to Sean. So who knows what's going to happen in the next month or so? Um, Grayson Waller versus Sean Michaels in the Staples Center. You never know. You never know. Oof, Sean LA. Michaels. Sean Michaels was my brother's hero, not his wrestling hero. His, his life like, hero. <laughs> his life hero for about five or six years growing up. And as you know, Grayson, you're my life hero now. So this mm. is this really has the potential to tear the brothers Campton apart well, if indeed it does happen yeah. under the bright lights of the crypto.com arena. Yeah, well, Sean Michaels is my hero too, but it turns out he's a bit of a flop. He's a bit of a stooge. He's wearing a suit now. You know, I, I actually call him Mr. Michaels now, you know, because it's like Sean Michaels, heartbreak kid's kind of dead. So he's gone corporate. Yeah, I'm going to call him I, Mr. Michaels. I, I, I think one of, one of my favorite things about watching you on, on WWE is just like the Australian words you like. No one has ever said lad or flop in a promo on WWE programming before you. Better, I got Ranger on TV. You did. That's, oh, that's true. Huge. That's really big for us. Are there any other? Are there any other Australian slang words you're looking to try and work into a, a, a microphone segment in the near future? Uh, Can you say Eshays? Oh, I could get Eshays. There's one word, a very Australian word, that's going to be very difficult to get on TV. We all know what it is, but I'm going to try my best to sl- sneak it in one day. Um, I also want to get in Hurus. I want to get Hurus. <laughs> no one's ever got Hurus on. on I don't on, think on TV. Are you going to call Sean Michaels a drongo as well? Oh, mate, it's there. I'll, let me just write that down. Sean call him a drongo or a duffer or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> duffer, <laughs> duffer is like fantastic. Primary school kind of thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. Do Tell you? Um, yeah, you go. I was just going to ask. Do you have twenty four seven security protecting your golden chewy as well? I do. Like, I've got my dog Gary here. He's pretty tough. Um, he's, he's lethal. Yeah. I think that's probably the proudest Australian thing that I've, I've managed to bring over is the shoey, you know? Only the greats of Australia have got to do a shoey um, like that. So I'm hoping one day I get to come back to Australia and wrestle and I can do a shoey in the MCG or the SCG or some giant stadium uh, in Hope- Australia. Hopefully that day is not too far away. All right, um, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you all for coming on. Uh, Dean, say goodbye. Goodbye. Grayson, say goodbye. Goodbye, lads. What a what a pleasure. And Campo, say goodbye. Goodbye to the 21st century success story. It's goodbye to head of uh, head of comms at We Was Robbed Inc. And goodbye to everyone else who might happen to be on this call. And it's goodbye from me.